Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. And that's it, it's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. Counting ourselves down into another outstanding episode for future considerations. A great guest on deck. Excited to be here for episode number 45. It's Matt. John and Manny are here as well. Gentlemen, how are we today? Great. Great. Good to be back. Second episode of the week. Mm -hmm. Johnny boy, how you doing up there? Good. Just came in from barbecuing, so I'm feeling pretty good. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Hamburgers, hot off the grill. Do you do the homemade burger or are you still a frozen burger guy? Uh, a bit of both. My wife did homemade burgers tonight. Nice. Oh, okay. And then we accidentally dropped one in the sink, so the dog got a burger. Oh, that's Bruno. all right. That's all right. So as we've learned about each other throughout this process, this is the first time that we've heard of John actually cooking and, and providing towards the meal. So are you the barbecuer of the house? Yep, definitely. You're the barbecuer, Jill's prep, and everything else. Well, I do dishes at the end, but we have a dishwasher, so. So you'd rinse the dishes and put them in the dishwasher. And you've got Bruno. Yep. So. <laughs> like, he he's the first dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we've got it. We're, we're mapping it out here. That's good. I try not to work too hard. You know, you, you don't want to burn out. You got to pace yourself. No, look, you, you can't uh, you can't be beauty and brawn, right? You gotta you gotta have a little bit of leeway one way or the other. <laughs> John's gonna get a T-shirt that says yeah. that. You can't be beauty and brawn all the time. He only started the dishes because there's a mirror right behind the sink, so he can just flex as he's putting things in the cupboard above him. <laughs> Where are the cups, Jill? Oh, they're over there. It's his pandemic workout. <laughs> Look, three plates right over there. Here's one, two, three, four. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Manny, are you the cook? Uh, are you the cook here? Yeah, I'm the barbecue. Okay. Shannon's mostly in the kitchen. Okay. I'm the barbecue. Okay. So if there's anything that has to be grilled, it's me. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Do you like barbecuing? Oh, it's my favorite. Like, I bar- I could barbecue 12 months out of the I year. I do. I yeah. do. It's I don't have a cover for my barbecue. It's rare for me to go a week without barbecuing something. I mean, you know, I'm, we're doing shish kebabs and, right. and burgers and stuff with the kids around and stuff so it's, we're not uh, we're not getting into uh full racks of this and that and smoking meat and, and everything like that but that is something i do want to get into soon enough um to get smoking, a, a smoker yeah. and, and all that stuff what i want i had one and it's the the weather is beating the hell of it as uh, i want to get a, a charcoal barbecue again because that's so much fun to cook on. It takes so much longer. So you really like it can't be just throwing things on and cooking it. But charcoal makes all the difference. Uh, Coop, a good listener to the show. Good friend of the show. Good friend of the podcast. He's got a Traeger grill. Loves Ooh, it. Oh, nice. He loves it. Very nice. So Cooper, uh, Jeff, thanks for listening. Coop. And uh, uh, when we come up next, we'll have to stop by and see how your Traeger grill is doing. Yeah, Traeger people are very, very enthusiastic about their grills. Yes. Yes. Yes, they are. And John, you would appreciate this because in Owen Sound, when the snow banks are seven feet tall, I I was still barbecuing in the winter. Like, Mm -hmm. I loved it so much. 
Yeah. Yep, I do it too. Even if there's a big pile of snow on top of the barbecue, I just light it up and let the snow melt. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. Oh, barbecuing's the best. Yeah. Uh, barbecuing's the best. Looking forward to doing more this summer. And Matt, you got some lessons from Ted Reader from time to time when you were doing the morning show, right? Yeah, so Ted was on uh, on our morning show. Um, TedReader.com is the website. He's got a new place uh, up... Um where is it now? I'm going to try to find it on my Instagram here while I talk. But um, he's a professional barbecue chef. If you look at any sort of books or anything like that, uh, he's got smoking for dummies and uh, and a bunch of other things. Um, the Joint is what it's called up in uh, right around Whitby at the uh, El Dorado Golf Club. Ted Reader, if you ever look, if you've got Instagram and you pull up Ted Reader BBQ The Joint, this is the most sinful painful instagram (laughs) account you've ever seen it is just the most intense photos of all of the food that he makes there i mean i i I am trying to limit calories i haven't seen something on here that is good for me for two days like it's (laughs) it was an unbelievable menu and yeah he's uh he's unbelievable so if you get a chance to even look him up uh, ted reader he's got a bunch of youtube videos and all that great guy and uh and that's certainly on my uh on my to-do list uh to get up there and and uh have one of his sandwiches and and (laughs) pass out for about 40 45 minutes in the parking lot afterwards and uh so it's called the joint the joint yes so we're gonna get our crack sales staff on it to see if we can we can do a show up there yeah yeah in whitby well hell craig uh craig uh, van was able to do it so they'll take anybody (laughs) sounds good So we hear from many listeners to the podcast, and thanks for reaching out. We got a question from last week's OT episode with Mike K. Cook from AM800, and Mike was talking about how he thinks the Pistons may be a little closer to a title than any other Detroit sports team, and Grant wants to know what we think. Guys? I don't think he's wrong. Um, The draft, it certainly changed things around. Really, you're looking at the prospects in in everybody's system right. right now, right? And you gotta if this is hitting on everybody. So we're talking about, you know, the the elite guys that the Tigers have, the elite guys that the Red Wings have, how they do in their draft. Take that goaltender, by the way. Uh, you know, what the the Lions are doing with their draft. So like if you hit on all of these guys, sure it it helps. Baseball you've got to spend, you've got to get uh, again, you're not going to be able the Tigers are not going to be able to build a championship team around the six prospects that they have. Unless all six end up being massive superstars, which just does not happen in baseball. Uh, Mike K. Cook was was awesome on the show. We've had a number of great guests. Uh, so if you get sure. a chance to go back and uh, and take a listen to some of those, uh, you know, we had Rocky Thompson uh, from the San Jose Sharks talking about the uh, his career. We talked to uh, Tony Ferrari and Dauber Prospects about the NHL draft. Tony Ambrosio was talking about uh, his experience as well. Um, so all kinds of different interviews uh, and a chance to to really uh, dive in a little bit deeper if you get a chance to subscribe, like, post, comment, and, and all that good stuff. And if you have a suggestion for an interview or a question for us, reach out for future considerations at gmail.com. And we were talking about the NHL draft. We'll be talking about that draft coming up over several shows. And this episode is no different. Our guest today is a right winger for the Owen Sound Attack who is eligible for the NHL draft in July 
got off to a great start in his rookie year in the OHL, was named to Canada's U-17 team in 2019, and was behind the petition with teammate Andrew Parrott to try and get an OHL season started during the pandemic. Now his sights are set on the NHL draft as he just celebrated his 18th birthday and has come back from this showcase tournament for junior hockey players in Erie, Pennsylvania. Please welcome to For Future Considerations, Ethan Burroughs. Ethan, welcome to the show. Happy belated birthday, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. What'd you do for your birthday? Um, sat around in my house. <laughs> <laughs> just just like, how you, right yeah, just like how you pictured your 18th birthday, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you've been a busy man over the last little bit. The reason why you're in your house, as you said, is uh, quarantine coming back from the showcase tournament in Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, we've talked a lot about it on, on the show here. Uh, now that uh, it's gone through and obviously was a great success, want to hear from you. How was that uh, that showcase and, and what did you get out of it? It, it, it was awesome. That, it was fantastic what all those guys put together. All the volunteers there, everyone was so great. Uh, they were all so nice, and it, it was fun to play games again. Like, I'm so grateful I got to be able to go there and have some fun, see see a bunch of guys I haven't seen in a while. Uh, it was awesome. It was uh, lots of scouts there, so it was good. And uh, it, was, it was just fun to be playing again. How did you find the competition in the games? Were guys ready to go? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it was... It's crazy going from not playing for a year to just get right into that. It's it shows you uh, how hard everyone's been working uh, in the off season, uh, the improvements that tons of guys have made, and uh, everyone was going out there. It was it was a lot of fun. Did you drop the mitts? I did. <laughs> <laughs> how'd you How'd you do? Who was it against? Uh, I was against our Curie. I'm actually uh, buddies with him too, so it was kind of it was kind of funny. Uh, it just kind of roll along, kind of chirping at each other, and then just just happened. Wow, that's great. Uh, uh, and you didn't say how did you do? Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I did. I did pretty good. I thought I did. Out of boy. Out of boy. Out of boy. So take us inside. How was that whole experience? You were there for two weeks. Like, what did you do day to day? Did you have a game every other day? How did that go? So it, it was kind of it was either two or three games in a row. And then there'd be an off day. So for the first uh, three days, there was three games, then an off day, then another three games, off day, then two games, another off day. And then there was the final game for everyone. And then there was the draft uh, showcase game for all of us uh, eligible prospects. Pretty much day to day, depending on what time the game was, uh, I'd always get a good breakfast in. I'd go to the rink early if my game was later and just get a little bike. Uh, they had basketball courts there as well in the in the back of the ring, so we'd be able to play that for a little bit each day, which was a lot of fun. Uh, off, off days, kind of just did some recovery. I was able to go golfing a few times, so that was a lot of fun. It was, it was a great experience, so... Wow, that sounds yeah. great. And what is it like being out uh, in, in Erie, Pennsylvania? I mean, I say that literally uh, jealous of, uh, of you having gotten to experience that for a little bit. What was the community of, of Erie, Pennsylvania like? Did you go out much as far as restaurants or, or what, um, what kind of constraints did you have? Yeah, I definitely took advantage of the restaurants being open there. <laughs> I went there a bunch. Uh, just being, being in a hotel, so you kind of have to go and eat. Uh, Erie's great, though. The... 
the whole setup of the place is just amazing. It's we had the rink and walking distance literally a minute away. We, and then you have tons of restaurants, stores all down the strip right by the hotel. So it just the location of everything, it, it made it a perfect event. And how did you think you did? I thought I did good. I thought uh, as the games went on, I kept getting better, just getting used to the like first couple games, obviously getting used to playing again. Uh, I, fe- I felt I just kept getting better as the games went on. Do you think you raised your profile in front of the NHL scouts who were there? Uh, I personally think I did. I think I showed that uh, I put in a lot of work in the offseason, which I have. I think I showed that out there. So uh, I hope that yeah, took that to note, but if they didn't, they didn't. It's it's whatever. Is there a memory that stands out over the course of the tournament? Um, I think just playing, and I think that like that first game back, just like the, those first couple shifts, it's just like wow, like I'm back, I'm playing hockey, I'm not just uh, doing training. Like this is an actual game with like just it, that was probably the biggest uh, moment for me, realizing that it's how much I love the game. Yeah, this was an opportunity for you. As we mentioned, we've had Andrew on a couple of times, and, and he speaks highly of you and, and your game. And like we said, uh, an opportunity for you to get in front of scouts and uh, and perform and, and show the difference because you're a guy who uh, we've talked about and, and have heard as well in, in our circles had his stock pointed directly up and then missing that year. What did that uh, What did that really do to you? Um, you know, what do you think it did for you as far as your your, your draft eligibility or stock or what have you, but what did that do for you as a, as a person being away from the uh, the rink for that long? Uh, it was definitely different. I don't think I've ever, I, I never in my life I've really gone that long without playing games. Um, like I would have, I definitely, I obviously would have loved to have a season. I really wanted to play, but I think that all the time that I took to better myself as a player, uh, working out every day, just trying to get better. I think that's actually helped my game a lot. Um, I definitely would have wanted to showcase that sometime, and I, I got to uh, do that in Erie. So uh, I'm just looking to do the same thing, work work just as hard, even harder, get better, and just uh, get ready for next year. Yeah, because Andrew was pumping your tires. He was saying you were going to have a breakout year. Uh what, like what did how, he say, eighty points, yeah, ninety points? Is he that what said he was saying? Hundred points, hundred. That's right, a hundred points. Yeah. Sixty goals, hundred <laughs> points. He said the. Like, how long had it been since you played? Uh, I think it was fifteen months. Wow, that. that's wild. That's a yeah. I think it was 15 months, yeah, or just under that. And for you in the position that you're in, that's a lifetime, right? Like, that that seems like forever. Yeah, like, I literally just, like, it just felt like so long way. Even when they announced, like, oh, we're going to push it to November, I was like, that's, like, so far away. And they just kept getting pushed back. I was like, man, I just want to play. How do you mentally prepare for that when they push games back and then later on they announce the season is canceled? Is there anything you can do to mentally deal with that i i just i just try to stay positive throughout the entire time it's obviously hard to do that but i felt that by keeping positive and knowing that just stick with this training you're not just like the way i took it is you're not just training for the season you're training to get better as well so i that's the mindset i kind of kept even if we didn't have a season i know i'm getting better through all this training 
So I just kind of took it that way. It's, it's obviously difficult, but uh, I know that I personally got better. So you, you said you were in the gym a lot. You were lifting weights or whatever gym you could find open or wherever you worked out. Like, have you gained weight? Like, were you able to hit the ice? Like, continue to skate, that sort of thing? Yeah, uh, I gained, I think, about 15 pounds. Oh, wow. Probably more, actually. So... I, I was for when gyms were allowed to be open. I was able to go to my uh, gym in Toronto, where I tra- I tra- I was training with AHL and some some NHL guys as well. So I was able to get on the ice there when obviously it was allowed. So I think just by being able to work out with those level of players, I, I realized like what it takes to get to that next level, like the amount of effort, the nutrition, everything they do that makes them the pro players. Ethan Burroughs is our guest here on For Future Considerations from the Owen Sound Attack, getting ready for the NHL draft coming up in July. Uh, your rookie campaign, you got off to a great start. Would you have nine points in 10 games? You go to the U-17s and you got hurt there. Is that right? So I got, I got hurt just before it. I got a stick to the ear and I sliced my ear in half pretty much. So. Ouch. Yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> no, I don't think anything like that is wow. fun. But you're fully healed. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I was. I just had to take a bit of time off just because I just uh, I got like vertigo pretty much from. I think liquid just got stuck in my ear, so it kind of just made me a bit dizzy trying to skate and everything. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that. But after the week or two or whatever off, uh, I, I'm I'm completely fine. So you were really looking forward to that next season then. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really was, yeah. I, it sucks that that didn't happen, but it's just... Yeah, and now looking, the way it goes. Now looking forward to um, to the uh, Owen Sound season uh, for you and, and for the rest of your teammates. Uh, a different coach, a different voice behind the bench, Alan Letang, uh, deciding to leave Owen Sound and, and taking the head coaching job in Sarnia. Um, were you surprised by his decision? Have you talked to him uh, since he made that decision? And, and how did he th- uh, help you as a, as a coach and, and have how you developed? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I didn't know that that was going to happen. Um but I obviously understand where he's coming from, being from Sarnia with his family all there. Um, I, I was able to reach out to him. I just congratulate him on all of that. And he, he had some good words for all of us. Uh, I know it sound. He loved it there. Uh, he loved all the players. Um, and he, he helped me a lot, actually. I Having him as my coach for my first year in the OHL was huge. He's, uh, he's so good to, to us guys especially us young guys he gives us those opportunities to play especially the start of the year for me that's he gave me those opportunities to to go out there and power play penalty kill wherever it was but he helped me develop as a player a ton how are you preparing for the nhl draft uh i'm just i'm just trying to just do what i normally do just uh don't think about it too much just keep working out keep staying in the same uh get back up to game shape or just get ready for the season. So I'm sure the showcase helped for sure. Have you talked to many teams? Like how is this process working in a pandemic? Personally, I don't really know how it works prior to the pandemic. So uh, (laughs) good point. Good point, Ethan. Good point. (laughs) But are you having like virtual calls or how does that work? 
Yeah, there was some some Zoom calls here and there, so I, I've been able to talk with a few teams, but um, I'm not really sure how many guys they're talking to and whatnot. I assume they're trying to talk to lots of guys as they have been able to see us all year. So, uh, yeah, it's just Zoom calls. That's all you can really do. And when you're preparing for those interviews, uh, I'm sure you get all kinds of questions and, and we'll grill you on a couple of those. But interested to, to hear you uh, discuss yourself as a player, uh, where, where you think your strengths are in your game and uh, where you're still looking to improve. Yeah, so as a player, I think I'm really a two-way but two-way forward, but also like a goal scorer and playmaker. I think my strengths come with my speed, uh, my shot, my hockey IQ. I really think that I can uh, create plays in the offensive zone, but also be be that defensive player that where they need a block or they need they need energy out there. Uh, I, th- I really just want to keep improving my strength and speed. That I know that skating with like NHL and pro guys, I know like I see how fast they go and how strong they are. I know that I just need to keep getting stronger and faster in order to make it to that next level. Who were you skating with? I'm interested to know. Would there would were there any big names that people would know that you were skating with when you had the chance? Um, out out in Stratford, actually, I got to Joey Hishin ran a a little league there, a little four and four. So I was able to skate with a couple of couple of big guys. I got to skate with O'Reilly, um, Jared McCann on Pittsburgh. Um, I also got to skate with uh, Barner once out in Toronto and Sorelli as well. So. Even just the those guys are obviously insanely good, but uh, even competing with those AHL guys, you see how <laughs> see, see how good it still it still makes me a better play playing with those uh, better players. So I, I'd take Hish over any of those guys. Yeah, I still Hish too. Yeah. <laughs> trying to go uh, play Hish and Owen Sound a couple times, just <laughs> like one on ones against him. He's in. That guy, he's so good. He's so good. <laughs> they called him the magician, right? So he's he's pretty good with the puck. Like, what was the biggest thing that you picked up from playing against those guys, even watching those guys? What would be the biggest thing? I think how fast they do everything. I think just the way they can move the puck while still going at full speed, winning all their battles, uh, taking just making the right play. They all, they all, I see. They always just make the right play, and they make it hard. They don't make us a nice soft pass. They'll they'll throw their passes hard, and you have to be able to be ready for those. What's your favorite NHL team? Um, I'm <laughs> whatever team drafts me. <laughs> whoever drafts you. <laughs> yeah, I've always been a big Toronto fan, just being from there, and then I've always uh, I've always liked Chicago. So they've just been. My team, I'm a big Bears fan as well for football there. So All right. Who would you say uh, you model your game after? Um, I, I kind of try to – I think I try to be like a Pashnak a little bit, uh, just the way he, he plays in the offensive zone, takes shots, makes good plays. Uh, I think a guy like him I can do. I think I'm a bit more physical than him, but – Oh, so we're going to send a message to Pasta, and you can go one-on-one in the corners with him. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Ethan, he's on the line right now. (laughs) Did you say you were stronger than him? Oh, man. 
I know sometimes just to check your personality, teams will ask you a really weird question just to kind of see how you think on your feet, ask you something a little out of the ordinary. Is there anything that any team has asked you that jumps out during an interview or during a discussion? Uh, nothing really that crazy. I, I don't, I can't think of, um, so the process has been good for you though. Yeah. 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 I think, I think it's gone well. Uh, obviously if we had a season, I, I like, that's what I was hoping for. Maybe get some, improve my draft stock just from my rookie season. So, um, it definitely would have been nice to be able to play and just, get that get those looks from scouts so what's next for you this summer before uh the next ohl season which they say will start in october what's next uh uh once i get out of this quarantine i'm gonna and whenever the gyms open back up i'm gonna head out to my gym in toronto again i work out with uh dan noble there i started working with him last year and he's a He's a great trainer. I love him as a person as well. He's just so great. It's it's awesome to be able to go there every day and just get better. And how excited are you about an OHL season? <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I missed it so much. I miss just being with the guys and playing. I miss Owen Sound a lot too. That like I just love the atmosphere of those games last year. So I'm so I'm so excited to be back. And uh, looking ahead to the the team itself that you're you're looking forward to, to joining. What do you think of the uh, the roster that the attack have uh, getting ready here? Even comment on the uh, the draft if you recognized uh, some of those names or uh, some of those players. How do you think the team is shaping up this year? I, th- I think we're going to be really good. Uh, I got to play uh, Madden Steen, Cedric Guidan, and uh, Gavin Bryant. The, all those two rookies were all on uh, our team at the, the showcase. Uh, I've skated with them before, and they're, they're good. Like I think they'll be strong players next year. Even just getting back to playing with some of the other O3s there, there I see the improvements they've all made and everything. Even a parrot, he he looks he looks fantastic out there. I I will not be surprised if he gets picked up this year, or gets some, something. He he's improved so much. Now come on, does he really look that good? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm telling you, he does. He, he looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can't get you. To, I can't get you to say a bad thing about anyone, huh? I know. <laughs> oh, you're, you're doing it right, Ethan. He's, tra- he's trying to reel you in here. You're doing it right. Stay the course, young man. So what's the What's the best yeah. part about playing in Owen Sound, one of the smallest junior markets in all of Canada? I think it's just how close the fans are. I think it's just how how passionate they are, how much they support us being in Owen Sound. Uh, they there's we have a packed house every every game pretty much. It just shows you how much they love they love to watch us, and it makes it so much fun. Well, Ethan, uh, we can't wait to watch you play for the Owen Sound Attack again. Thanks for taking time out to talk to us on for future considerations. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. Our thanks to Ethan Burrows of the Owen Sound Attack again for joining us on the show today. We wish him all the best in the lead up to the NHL draft and uh, he was an integral part with Andrew Parrott for that petition to try to get the province to allow the OHL to play. I know his mom Kim was uh, also uh, a big part of that process and we thank Kim for helping us set up the interview with Ethan but also helping to be a voice for the for the hockey players too and trying to make that happen. Yeah, for sure. Interested to uh, to hear how putting that 
tournament together and and being yeah. part of that uh, all um, all comes into play and and what that was like day to day for for somebody to to go off and and take a chance and it seems like in anywhere we've read or seen or post um, it's very very well received what happened at that tournament yeah it sound it sounded like it was a great experience yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's there's there's something uh, to me uh, charming about the fact that you know these teenagers were able to organize this and yeah. they had no problem with going through this and it no positive tests or anything like that and not one positive COVID 19 test nothing and here we sit that in its thumbs that in itself is remarkable that they were able to pull that Mm -hmm. off tokyo olympics we're looking at you next the bar has been set yeah. Good luck. Good the, luck. The over under is 0. 0.5. <laughs> over. <laughs> so, yeah, as we mentioned, we'll be talking about the uh, NHL draft and all kinds of uh, upcoming shows. Uh, you're not going to find the information we've got with the James Duffies of the world or, or anybody <laughs> like that. You want to actually know what's going to happen in the NHL draft before it happens for future considerations, is where you'd like to look. And don't forget, if you missed our debate show earlier this week you can go back and have a listen and let us know what you think of our opinions and share yours email us at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com and remember to follow us on uh, social media as well podcast ffc on twitter and instagram if you want to find out what any of the montreal canadians had for lunch i think manny has found <laughs> pictures of that as well on facebook at for future considerations can i just say one night earlier this week i had 72 instagram notifications and 71 of them were manny with content for for future considerations <laughs> 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 you know, as the social media director, he does an unbelievable job. But holy hell, is he a little biased. <laughs> hey, they're not all Montreal Canadians. Sure, 69 of the 70 notifications were Montreal or Portugal. <laughs> After Montreal, who's your second favorite jersey in the NHL? <laughs> Portugal. <laughs> hey, they'd be a great expansion club in the NHL. That would be something. <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors on the show as well. Christina and Dennis from London Awnings, quality that shows. And Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training. Where is that guy? He was supposed to be here tonight. He told us he was going to be here. <laughs> Enjoy your weekend, and thanks for listening to For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.